1: Who could be a surprise starter for the Dallas Cowboys in 2022? And what is the latest on the Dalton Schultz situation uh, where he wants a new contract? Will the Cowboys give it to him? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day.
0: On. Locked, locked, locked on. on. Locked on. Cowboys. Locked on. Locked on.
1: Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir?
0: Not much. It's question time as always, and it's always a good time to take questions. I'm, I'm excited to see exactly how the fan base is handling the Dalton Schultz uh, holdout from OTA. So uh, I'm sure we're going to get some questions about that.
1: Yeah, so as always, Tuesday is our Twitter question day, and a lot of you guys want to know about Dalton Schultz. So, uh, Landon, the, the floor is yours. What What is the latest <laughs> news
0: uh, surrounding Dalton Schultz? Well, I mean, it sounds like he is officially going to skip the rest of OTAs. There's actually, I've heard some talk that there's potential that he may actually try to sit out uh, the mandatory mini camp as well. Uh, and clearly it's about the, the a lack of progress on his contract. Uh, you know, they, he got franchised, uh, at somewhere around, I think it was $10.9 million. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Um, and I think since then we've seen the Njoku contract come out somewhere around the area of 14, 14 million annually. Um, so I think you know, he is frustrated because he wants a long-term deal it uh, feels like he's reached out in good faith with 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 the Cowboys and negotiating it and it doesn't sound like there's been enough progress to where he's comfortable. You know, honestly, like this I mean this is basically just a negotiating tactic at this point. You know, it's it's I don't know that it's it's noteworthy. I tweeted yesterday it's like this isn't going to move the needle in negotiations and it is and it isn't really moving the needle I think on the likelihood of whether or not he's going to sign a long term deal with the cowboys. You know, I don't I don't think this really changes much of anything other than you know the fact that Dalton won't be at, at OTAs or at mini camp. You, you so. know what it does though? It puts his name out in the news cycle, right? You got Absolutely. Tom Pelasora from uh, yeah. NFL media
1: saying hey Dalton Schultz is unhappy with his contract. Th- sure. That's that's about it. That's like,
0: basically what it does. Yeah. And that, I, I don't know that
1: it's are the Cowboys Cowboys aren't gonna be concerned about him not practicing at OTAs because they probably want to see Jake Ferguson and Sean McEwen anyways. It's it's just not a big deal.
0: Yeah, it's it it just isn't. You know, I mean again, like a lot of this stuff when it comes to OTAs, when it comes to mini camps, it, if the end result of whatever we're discussing means that the younger players get more snaps at OTAs or mini camp, then it's probably not having a very serious effect on how the Cowboys feel about the situation, yeah. no matter what it is. So what would you do if you were the Cowboys? Because, again, he's got a, a guaranteed
1: cap number this year of $10.9 He did sign the franchise tender, which means that's locked in. Are you letting him play out the tag? Are you maybe inclined to give him a long-term extension? Do you want to just tag him again next year when the number's
0: still going to be very reasonable? What, what what would you do here if you're Dallas? You know, I, I mean, I'm if I'm Dallas, I'm starting to worry that that tag is not going to be so reasonable next year. I mean, if in, guys like Njoku are already coming out with $14 million contracts, you know, two or three more of those contracts, and it, that could seriously push up that franchise tag for next year. So uh, I, I would also say that I think generally speaking, it's – it's hard to tell where the Cowboys are with Dalton Schultz. I tend to think that they want to see him play out this season and then pay him. I mean, you can, you know, we can argue all day about the prudence of that and about uh, paying guys after they prove it versus paying guys a a year early. And, and frankly, the Cowboys have had uh, successes and failures on both sides. (laughs) They've signed guys early and had success They've signed guys early that have been a total disaster. They've signed guys uh, late that have you've had success. they signed guys late that that was a total disaster and they overpaid. So uh, I think at this point they've seen uh, Schultz kind of do it for a year and a half probably worth of solid plus better, you know, starter plus talent uh, level of uh, tight end play. I think more than that, I think, you know, Pro Bowl level-ish this last year. And I think that they want to see one more year of it. And, uh, you know, I think part of the reason that they're sitting on $22 million of of cap space that they are likely going to try to roll into next season is because they want to see some of these guys prove it. And if they do, they're, you know, building up a war chest to get ready to pay a bunch of these guys, including CeeDee Lamb and, and potentially Dalton Schultz. If they decide that it's not worth it, then maybe they just either franchise tag him one more time or they let him walk and get a comp pick and then hope someone like Ferguson can kind of step into his shoes. And, and then they go from there. Um,
1: you know, that I love anytime that I can use a Martin Scorsese quote inside oh the podcast. So I got one for you. Are you ready? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I think the Cowboys want to see if uh, Dalton Schultz can be, is he the product of the environment or is the environment a product of him? Right. Because over the last couple of years, We've seen the Cowboys have a ton of weapons, and it's kind of been Dalton Schultz has been the guy that gets the least amount of coverage. So now with Amari Cooper gone, with Cedric Wilson gone, Gallup hurt, how is Schultz going to perform when he's maybe the number two focal point of the offense, or at least in the passing offense? I, I think that's maybe a little bit of the reason why they're hesitant to pay him right now. But if he has a really good season and he continues to improve like we've seen, maybe the Cowboys would be willing to give him $14, 15000000 million a year.
0: Yeah, I think at this point, you know, like I said, you know, we can have this conversation, but I don't know that our speculation is any better than it was 24 hours ago before this, the OTA, yeah. you know, holdout. I, I think at this point, we're, we're not going to know until they tell us or until, uh, you know, we get a little bit further along into the season and see if the Cowboys reopen negotiations to the yeah. contract. So, uh even yeah i think they have like a week is that right but to sign him to a new long-term deal before i think it's july 15th i
1: think so they've got a month oh july
0: a month and a week sorry i was thinking june 15th uh so they've got they've got some time they got five weeks basically uh to try to get a deal done and if they don't then he'll play on the tag and then we'll have this conversation again at the end of the year yeah
1: uh, by the way, that movie was The Departed that I quoted. I'm sure Martin <laughs> Scorsese. I think his third best movie of all time, at
0: least in my opinion. But it was better when it was called Internal Affairs. But anyways, go ahead.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, in case you don't know, Layla absolutely hates Martin Scorsese. That movies. is absolutely not the truth. I just I just don't like any modern Martin Scorsese movies. But we can have a whole podcast on that. We can talk about that on another show. <sighs> All right, fine.
1: Wanted to uh, to take a quick break to tell you guys about Blue Nile. If you're looking for engagement rings right now, Blue Nile is the place to go. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring, with each ring being one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Cowboys listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, promo code lockdown. Plus, every order is insured, and it ships free, and it arrives in a discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Visit BlueNile.com today. We also want to tell you about our friends at Rock Auto. Uh, With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need. Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today all right next question this one comes from zach uh who could be a surprise starter come week one for the cowboys versus tampa bay mm,
0: that's a good question um what if we said connor mcgovern mm. well, yeah. that would As probably potential- not be a good one well, unless he was playing center, right? And then, and you know, I think that there is a, a potential that, that that center position is going to be up for grabs. We don't know. Farniak's name has been whispered into the winds by whoever does the whispering. Uh, and, you know, I think McGovern, we've seen, take snaps there. They've been trying to push that for a while. It sure seems like Biadish is not secure in his position. At center, no, not at know, all. Or that, that they're at least looking to upgrade there, potentially. So... Uh, you know, I think that there are some other ones that could be um, maybe more surprising. But I, I, I got think one for you. Yeah, let's hear it. What about what about Nation
1: Wright? Because if you remember back to this time last year, it was Nation Wright who was getting a lot of the buzz in OTAs and into training camp. Uh, he played a lot of special team snaps for the Cowboys last yeah. year. He was the guy that actually played more snaps than Kelvin Joseph. I know Joseph had the injury, but what if Joseph is you know his legal stuff off the field or whatever? Uh, continues to get in the way. And it's right that takes a hold of that number two cornerback job. And we see in year two, him just really, really take off in camp. That
0: would be amazing. You know, I, I think it's certainly, we saw uh, uh, enough of a glimmer from him in his, his rookie year that you felt like, hey, there may be something with this kid if he can develop. And so, yeah, there certainly is the possibility that, look, there's, you know, I think there's any number of these, you know, 11 plus draft picks and, and undrafted free ages that we brought in last season that could be taking a, a very massive step. I'm sure several, several of them will. So, uh, I think it's not outside the realm of possibility that any one of those guys who is kind of in a spot that where uh, there isn't a, a, a very well defined hierarchy and that their position ranking. I think any one of them could kind of take a step. That includes Golston. You know, Gol what if what if yeah. Golston is so good as a defensive tackle or kind of rotating in as a as an inside outside guy? They they start him out at three technique, you know? I mean, I think hey, th- there's what, those kind of things, right? What about
1: Sam Williams? Is there any chance Sam Williams beats out Dorns Armstrong and Dante Fowler in camp?
0: I mean, I think that when you talk about defensive end, especially the way, what they are probably going to do with at that position, like they're going to rotate those guys heavily. So I doubt seriously that Sam Williams would be the first guy they put on the field just for ceremonial reasons, you know, like they would probably put the veteran out there. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Williams got, a similar percentage of snaps as the as the starter at defensive end, though. Like I think, or that that or maybe more importantly,
1: more of the obvious pass rush snaps, sure. right? Absolutely. Because that almost matters more to me. Sure. Hey, it's third and seven. Would we rather have Dante Fowler or Doran Armstrong? Armstrong,
0: excuse me, or Sam Williams on the field? I would. It's kind shocking. of time to alter this question, right? It's time, it's almost like time to alter this question from being like starters, like who's going to be the starter to. Who's going to get a lion's share of the percentage of playing time on that, right? Because it, yeah. I think that's yeah. that's where you're going to see surprises. Like, who's the first person who trots out there the first, you know, snaps? Who cares? But if, like, Sam Williams is getting, you know, an equal percentage of, of the pass rush shares as the other two defensive ends above him, that's an impressive step that's worth noting.
1: It almost might be like in basketball, right? Your starters don't necessarily matter, but your crunch time five, like the last four minutes of the game, who are the five guys that you trust? Maybe that's kind of what we need to start talking about in regards to the Cowboys. Hey, it's third and seven. What three pass rushers do you have to have on the field? Obviously, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously Michael Parsons. And then could the third guy be Sam Williams? Is the third guy Dante Fowler? We'll see. That'll be a, a fun one to follow in camp. All right, next one. And this is a really good question that I spent way too much time thinking about this no, morning. No. Uh, from Goran. he wants to know which second year player is more vital to the Cowboys success in 2022? Is it our guy, Osa Adigizua, or is it
0: Jabril Cox? I think it's Osa. I mean, I, I think that Jabril Cox, like, you know, they're, they're, there isn't a ton of numbers there, but they do have other guys that they like there. And and if they needed to, they could probably get somebody off the street to kind of come in and play at a, a decent level at, at linebacker position while while you you know waited for uh, uh, Cox again fully healthy or or whatever right uh, I, I think you know the Cowboys have got to figure out that interior pass rush they need to figure out their defensive tackle situation you know I, I actually went back and watched the San Francisco game last night. And man, the defensive tackle play across the board was just terrible. It was bad, and 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 it was and it was a huge reason why this team basically spent the entire game playing catch up. Is because you know they they started out getting bullied so badly, San Francisco was able to march down the field, uh, and just run it kind of right up the gut. Uh, so I think pass rush is where we, uh, you know, would definitely need a step forward because I think you know you've lost a little bit on the outside with Randy Gregory gone. I think you can make that up by having better pass rush on the inside, and then you need to make up some run defense by playing better foot football on the inside at, at, during run plays. So I would say in general, like the Cowboys really need the defensive tackle group to take a step forward, uh, and I think Oso Digizua is a huge part of that.
1: Yeah, that was my initial answer as well, and I just think Ose is a better player. Thought he was, you know, a really good player coming out of college, but it's the depth for me at linebacker, right? Like if if Jabril Cox isn't healthy or he's just not playing as well as he did you know, a couple of years ago at LSU, I don't think they have many options. Like they they might be forced to play Michael Parsons more at linebacker, and that obviously takes away what he does as a pass rusher. Leighton Van Der Esch, can be very up and down, and I don't necessarily trust his health either. After that, it's a bunch of young special teamers and not much else. You can go out in free agency, and you can sign an Anthony Hitchens type of player, but to get like a true weak side linebacker that you feel comfortable playing in space and that's athletic, there's just not many of those guys in free agency, and there's just not many of those guys in the league. So I kind of feel like it's Jabril Cox after thinking about it more and more
0: yeah i mean I, I think you can make a case either way for sure i mean uh you know we're gonna need both those guys i mean that's they the that's definitely the thing need both is. they need guys. both those guys to really step up and play a lot this year all these first year defenders need to step up and take a step you know and 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 whether it's it's guys like osa who's a starter who you're hoping for big things for uh or someone like Jabril cox who you didn't see very much of, of anything on defense last year uh you, you kind of need all these guys to kind of take a big step so that you can get where you need to go
1: I just feel like they have a little bit more depth on the interior defensive line, whether it's Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, maybe more of Chauncey Golston, who you mentioned earlier. I feel like they just have more numbers and they've got guys that have high draft pedigree, right? I mean, Tristan Hill's second round pick, Gallimore's the third round pick, Golston's a third round pick. At linebacker,
0: that that cupboard's pretty bare after. Van Der Esch and Parsons. So I think my, my my argument would be that you could you could produce that. You can m- manufacture some of that. You I think could. I think it just takes a little bit more work to do it. Maybe, maybe. I I think it's difficult to manufacture interior pass rush too. So it is. it's it, uh, it's like both these guys have got to play for the Cowboys to oh, defense to take a step. Otherwise, they're going to take a step back. Yeah, without a doubt, they they have to have these second and third year guys like. Oso, like
1: Jabril Cox, like and they've all got to take a step up if the defense wants to stay where they are at, at the second half of last year. Yep. All right. One more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals matchup, the NHL uh, Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, MMA and UFC. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is David
0: Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service. anytime. Sounds like a real game changer. If you ask us, make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations. Apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: All right, Lane. next question from Zach, uh, who are you most
0: excited to watch in training camp this year? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, you know, I mean, it's hard not to say something like Parsons. Like, I mean, just because I, I you know, just to see exactly what second year Parsons looks like. I mean, C.D. Lamb is going to be another one just because of how important it is that he has a big year. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that with with me in training camp, honestly, it's like it's it's the fire hose. You know, it, it, there's just so much that you're there to see. And there's so much, you know, it's it's hard to kind of absorb all of it. Uh, so I, I try not to like focus too much on individuals because it's like it's you, you'll you'll miss out so much. But I think this year, you know, you I think we just mentioned all these second-year players that you're hoping to take a a, a big step forward. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what they have developed their bodies into coming into their second training camps.
1: Uh, For me, it's Sean McEwen. No, it's not. Uh, It's probably (laughs) Terrence Steele and and Tyler Smith. Like, those guys are going to be so critical to the Cowboys' success this year because if those guys can both be average starters – they're going to be fine. Like, the offense is going to be just fine. Now, if Terrence Steele takes a step back for whatever reason or Tyler Smith's just not ready to go and he's clear, he's very raw, they could have some major issues on the offensive line. And I think, I don't know, I feel like we're going to kind of know after the first week. Like, like we knew last year. Like, we just knew Terrence Steele looked a whole lot better than he did as a rookie. We'll see with Tyler Smith. Like, is he getting beaten pretty frequently in practice, or is he having some amazing blocks that we're just posting on Twitter over and over again? Uh, those are the two guys that I'm really anxious to see.
0: It's a good list for sure. I mean, honestly, I think the offensive line is going to be so key. Again, speaking about the San Francisco game, another huge aspect of that was the inability to you know, run the football when needed, an inability to keep Dak clean uh, until the end of the game, which you know, when it was almost too late. So, yes, definitely need to see some of those offensive linemen take a step, especially those two that you mentioned, Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele.
1: Uh, one last question from Aiden. He wants to know how do CD Lamb and Jalen Tolbert work together? Do you think their kind of games are
0: complementary of each other? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about you know CD is that he can play inside and out. And I think Tolbert can do a little bit of that as well. Um, so I think they complement each other in the sense that they are easy to kind of reconfigure inside of a system uh, and and then, you know, be able to leverage the system to kind of help generate open space for whoever you're trying to get the football. It's why so, YC- CD, I
1: mean, in theory is like. I don't want to say the perfect wide receiver one, but he's like your ideal number one receiver, right? Because he can fill multiple spots and he can run good routes and he's so good after the catch. So if you have somebody like Tolbert, who's better at this slot, it's fine. We can play CD lamb on the outside. If you, if Tolbert's better as a X receiver, it's fine. We can use CD lamb inside. It's it's why the Cowboys really need CD lamb to, to dominate this year and show that he can be as good as we're all thinking he can be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the key here is to move the pieces around to fit where we're putting CD Lamb. You know, that's yeah. going to be the focus of the offense, and that's who we're focusing on. We just need to make sure that those other guys can operate in those other positions, so that if there's double and triple coverage on CD Lamb, you're still able to get open and catch the football if when called upon. Yep, absolutely. All right, we want to thank you guys for making
1: Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast where our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Check us out on all the exact same places you guys know by now, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We'll be back later in this week uh, with some OTA news. I believe the Cowboys have one more OTA practice available to the media before minicamps start next week. Uh, We're going to have a tight end preview, kind of going into the offseason, talking more about Dalton Schultz, uh, Jake Ferguson, probably 30 or 40 minutes on Sean McKeown. Really looking forward
0: to that. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. I see you laughing lately. I I, I I thought of something else that was not Sean McEwen that was funny. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, follow Layden at McCoolBCB. BCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time.